we do have uh, the Cancer Society of Trinidad and Tobago joining us as always on a Thursday morning. Good morning to the chairperson, Dr. LeBlanc. And of course, good morning and welcome to Freedom 106.5. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. I hope all is well with the Cancer Society and uh, looking forward to our discussions today. Yeah, well, you know, we can't complain. We keep pushing forward. <laughs> great, great. All right. So, um, of course, we continue to sensitize the population about, you know, screening and detection and so on. And today we're going to be looking at um, the fit colon cancer screening. Yes, yes. All right. This is the chemical test, FITS, yeah. All right. So what are these at-home fit kits? So these are um, kits that go in relatively simple to use, right? Uh, what happened is that we collaborated with, we're collaborating with the um, Endoscopy Center of Trinidad and Tobago with Dr. Marco, Dr. Daniel. And we are basically, this is the first step in screening for colorectal cancer. And it's very affordable and obviously private because you do it in the comfort of your own home. And this allows us to then move on if it comes if it comes up positive to move on to the gold standard screening, which is the colonoscopy. Right, right. Okay. Because I know um persons may be, you know, a bit hesitant to get screened, you know, initially. Um and, and this may give them that level of um comfort, privacy, all those things at home, right? Exactly. I mean it just involves them being comfortable um seeing their poop. Right. And, and and um and actually testing it. But it's a very simple kit to use. Basically we ask you to just um have a bowel movement, let a small piece of your bowel go into a sterile container or a container that um from home that you're gonna throw away obviously. Um and then you take a sample with the kit. The kit comes with the swab and everything. You take a sample, you put it in a solution, you mix it up and agitate it, and like a pregnancy test or even the COVID test that we saw, the lateral flow test. You put the drops on, and then you get the reading within three minutes. Wow! So just three minutes—that that's instant. When when you, yeah. when you think about it, yeah. And what it's looking for is basically it's looking for markers of blood in the stool. And if we see those markers, well, then that tells us that there may be hidden blood in the stool, and therefore we do need to check using a colonoscopy based on the patient's, you know, symptoms, family history, and everything. To, to screen that person for colorectal cancer. All right. Uh, okay. So, firstly, how can you know those those listening to us? How can they uh, get more information or perhaps access one of these uh, home fit kits? Right. So they can call us at two two six one two two one, right? Or they can reach out to us via social media and email us at products at cancer tt cancer tt. And we will direct them on, on what to do. Um, usually, it, the test is $120, right? And they come into the Cancer Society to collect the test. When you come into the society, we will have some paperwork for you to fill out. And then we will give you the kit along with another form, which allows you to fill it out at home. And you, you take a picture of your test along with the forms you will take home. And you WhatsApp it to a number that we will give you. Why are we doing this? This allows us to gather data because we're hoping to do a mini research project on the efficacy of the fit 
in our population, the usage, etc., and also determine who has had to go on for colonoscopy. Yeah? So that's what we're doing. All right. So um, why would it be something that you recommend um, for persons to use this as opposed to, you know, during the gold standard test um, straight away? I can tell you, plain, um, it's due to pricing and affordability, right? And so with this at-home test, um, it's, it's lab standard, it's approved, clear, waived, and approved. And therefore, what that means is you may not have $4,000 plus at this time to do a colonoscopy, right? Or you may think, I don't need to do that now. Or you may think, I don't want to do that now because I have something else to do. But if you do a $120 test and it comes up positive, you know that gives you another sense of urgency and then it has to be done. You understand? Allows us to get it done. And then we, and then the endoscopy center is offering a discount. Based on the test, they will offer you a discount if you have to do the colonoscopy. Oh, okay, great. Um, okay, so for persons that um, they, they can call you and so on and, and get more information. Um, can you share those avenues for persons to get the information for you um, for, for these kids? Um, call us at 226-1221 or 800-TTCS. Um, you can email us at projects at cancer.tt. Follow us on our socials, IG, TikTok, and Facebook, and you can send us private messages as well. You can just go into the Cancer Society, self-refer, and tell them you want to do a fit, and they'll provide you with the paperwork and the kit, right? Mm -hmm. It's as easy. And this is, again, Gobin, another level of raising awareness of a cancer which is prevalent in our society, which is colorectal cancer. Right. Now, as you mentioned this, um, give us a little bit of detail about colorectal cancer. Um, you know, some of the, the dangers, some of the symptoms, and those things as well. So colorectal cancer is cancer of the entire colon and part of the rectum. And what, not part of the rectum, and the rectum, because the colon includes your ascending colon, your transverse colon, descending colon, sigmoid colon, and your rectum, right? Um, so we look for signs and symptoms of colorectal cancer. So signs and symptoms can include um, weight loss that you can't explain, fatigue you can't explain, um, you may have bright red blood when you go to the washroom, when you, you may see a lot of blood in, the, in your stool. It may be intermingled in your stool primarily, and may be bright red or maybe darkened stool, depending on the level at which you're bleeding at in the colon. You may have alternating constipation with diarrhea. What does that mean? It means that at least over a month or two, you get days of constipation, which is that you're not going to the bathroom every day regularly right and and you may have to force and it may not be this tool may be different and then you get days of just diarrhea just you know excessive um trips to the bathroom and you alternate um also looking at the form of the stool if the stool is not well formed like a nice round snake if it's ribbon type if there's an indentation um so you have to look back basically Gobin, after you're done you, you've done your business in the, in the toilet um also just having abdominal pain nausea, vomiting, just feeling unwell, those are all possible signs and symptoms of colorectal cancer. Okay. Uh, uh, in terms of these statistics, how many persons are usually affected by this uh, locally, internationally as well? Well, colorectal cancer in men in Trinidad and Tobago is the third most prevalent cancer in men in, in Trinidad and Tobago. 
um, and then in women, it's between the third and fourth. Okay. Um, so, so definitely an important thing for persons to, you know, be mindful of as well. Um, okay, so let's say someone gets, um, you know, their hands on these home fit kits and they, they do the testing and so on. And um, it comes in three minutes, right? The results and so on. And they send the information to um, the contact number that, that the Cancer Society will provide to them. What's the next step and the time frame and all of those things? Can you run us through that whole process? Yes. So the next step would be that we would contact the patient when we get the results and we will bring them in for counseling and advise the next steps. You understand? So they're not alone. You don't get a result. And, and I don't want patients to be afraid or the, the public to be afraid. If you see a positive fit, it does not mean you have colorectal cancer. It means we have to work you up some more. So don't panic. Don't be afraid. You just send that picture to us and then we will make contact and you will you will then have counseling and then we tell you your next steps. You know, Gobin, you asked me mm-hmm. um, percentages and I have some percentages here, mm-hmm. some statistics. And um, colorectal cancer was caused 12% of deaths by cancer in men and in women, 11%. Yeah? And we have not seen a reduction in those numbers to date. Wow. Okay, so that, that's interesting though. No no sort of reduction. Um, wh- what do you think we could attribute to, to that um, percentage more or less remaining stable? I think, I don't think I know. Cancer is a lifestyle disease and a non-communicable chronic disease or an NCD. And if we don't continuously remind the public about changing in our lifestyle, about improving our lifestyles, including toxic habits such as smoking and vaping, excessive alcohol intake, an excessive intake of red meat or, or preserved foods and preservatives, a sedentary lifestyle with no exercise, poor stress coping mechanisms, lack of sleep, um, imbalanced diets, if we and also linked with that, Gobin, is your family history. And if we don't inform and continuously remind and get people to make that change, because it's a paradigm shift, it's a cultural mind shift, it's a mindset change, you know, then we will not see a decrease in the numbers. And also, we need to have increased screening because increased screening allows for early detection, and early detection allows us not to have as many deaths. Right. You understand? It's 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 a lot of multifacets multiple facets to, to bring that number down and improve our survivorship uh, uh, and decrease mortality, so to speak, or death by colorectal cancer in our population. Yeah, of course, definitely getting home, the point that, you know, early detection and screening is vital. It is critical. And, and, and that's why, you know, you guys are making the home fit kits available for persons. You mentioned, you know, the, the cost of the gold standard test as well, too, being a factor or a deterrent for persons, um, you know, and, and why the fit would be recommended. Can you give us, you know, an idea in terms of the, the, the general range or the cost that the, the standard test may cost patients or persons? Yes, on average around town now, it's between four to four or five, more or less, 4,000 to four or five. So it's not, it's not a cheap test, but it's a test that is necessary if we do have factors, signs, symptoms, family history, a positive fit, you know? So it's something we have to look at, you know, and if you have health insurance, it's covered with your health insurance. Most insurances cover mm-hmm. at least a colonoscopy, but it's very much needed and very much um, something we have to get yeah. done, you know, at a certain age. And when do we start colonoscopies or, or testing yes. or screening? Yeah. For 
Um, we generally start from the age of 45 to 50. However, that being said, if you have a, a relative, a first degree relative that has died or has suffered from colorectal cancer or you have family history of polyps, then we will have to start your screening. And we may have to start your screening a little earlier, you know? So it's it's really, this is where I go when you have to have that conversation with your GP, right. you have to know your history, understand your body and, and by no means, don't take it for granted if you're 20 something and you're having the signs and symptoms I mentioned and you think, oh, well, Sakai, I don't have a problem. Get it checked out. Give up. Don't don't take things for granted where your health is concerned and, and let's work you up where, where necessary. Yeah. Now, when you spoke about the cost and you said four, four to five, I said, well, four to five hundred is not bad. Then the thousand dropped. And I was like, oh, my. Wow. OK. Yeah. So definitely seeing the, the cost saving element there, of course. Um, if you need to get it done, you would have to. But um, you, you mentioned about um, some of the other things. W- w- can you give us some details about polyps? You mentioned right. polyps. Yeah. Um, benign little um, tumors that, are, that can be found in the colon, and they're almost like, um, how do I describe that? Like a pendulum? Like think okay. of a pendulum? Right. So they come out from the lining of the colon, Right. And so you can find them within the colon. Some people have familial polyposis, which means they have lots of polyps in your colon. And so they get more checked, they get checked much more regularly, right? So polyps are genuinely, generally benign, but they can become malignant. So it's important to know if you have polyps, you know, and then some people confuse piles or hemorrhoids with colorectal cancer, right? Because you can get piles or hemorrhoids outside, external, or you can get internally, and you can get bleeding. So then someone who has hemorrhoids may see blood and say, oh, my God, Dr. LeBlanc said colorectal cancer is bleeding. Right. Don't panic. Know what the blood is looking like. So you, the information you need to have for your physician is this. What kind of blood was it? Is it bright red? Is it dark? Was it inside the stool or was it outside the stool? Was it bright red in the bowl or was it, you know, just around the stool or when you wiped, right? Did you have pain? Did you have um, any episodes of constipation? Um you know, t- those those are important details and data that we need so that we can then further know how to work you up. All right, great. Uh, lots of great information there, Dr. LeBlanc. we got to take a quick break at this point in time. Of course, for our listeners right here on Freedom 106.5 FM, Dr. LeBlanc from the Trinidad and Tobago Cancer Society with us. We'll be right back. Stay with us. And we're back, Freedom 106.5 FM, uh, continuing our discussion with Dr. LeBlanc from the Trinidad and Tobago Cancer Society. We're talking about early screening and detection, and today we are looking at the uh, home fit kit. So, again, Dr. LeBlanc, give us uh, why it is important for persons to get screened, especially for colorectal cancer, and why they should, you know, access these home fit kits from the Trinidad and Tobago Cancer Society. It's very important to get screened, Gobin, because screening is us looking for a disease in a so-called normal population. And where cancer is concerned, when we do screening for the cancers we can screen for, if we detect that cancer early, we get an early detection and therefore an earliest stage. And that allows for increased survivorship. It allows for, for decreased amount of treatment in most cases and decreased amount of complications. So it definitely is a win-win for you. You know, um, and also screening and, and a positive screen test does not always... Um, mean or equate death. So that means a diagnosis of cancer is not equating to death. And therefore, there is so much hope 
And that's why we're urging you to get screened because if we get early detection, there's a lot more hope and a lot brightness, a lot more brightness at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, and a shorter tunnel in most cases when we talk about treatment in that journey. Yeah. So, of course, the uh, Transwego Cancer Society and uh, Endoscopy TT working on this partnership. Tell us more about this linkage between the two uh, organizations or so. Well, on Endoscopy TT, Dr. Daniel approached us. Um, he wanted, he's interested in doing research in Trinidad and Tobago when it comes to colorectal cancer. And he was just, um, you know, he, he's a gastroenterologist and he was um, just saying, you know, the fit is used in the first world a lot more, um, home kits, because it's affordable. It's a good first step in screening and then going on to the colonoscopy. And he, we really want to see, number one, more people screening, but number two, see how it's applicable to our population. Because, Gobin, a lot of things might come down, guidelines and, and research papers and so forth, but it's not applicable to our population 100%. So this is an, it's an, it's an impressive um, start to do research, both the Cancer Society and Endoscopy TT, to really show how this is how how this may benefit our population if we do get positives there's survivorship due to early detection so it will serve a lot of a lot of um purposes when it comes to us so it's not just lip service you understand that we're actually putting our money where our mouth is we're actually showing you the proof in the pudding we're actually doing the work to show you how this will benefit you and and you know there's no other way i mean cancer is a disease that has tentacles all over, and the, the best weapon against cancer right now is education, lifestyle change, and screening for early detection. That is our best weaponry because yes, we have the new drugs, we have the, the chemo, the radiation, the surgery, but the survivorship depends on the early detection and the stage which is detected. Definitely the need for early detection. We, we always hear about lifestyle changes. And you just re uh, mentioned that as one of the important aspects of, of, of dealing with cancer and, and life in general. Uh, but for those that, you know, maybe hearing this term time and time again, lifestyle change, lifestyle change. What exactly does that mean from a doctor to, you know, the average person, the novice out there who may not be too familiar with what exactly this means? Break it down for us. So, Gobin, if I was to ask you, what's your lifestyle like? What would you tell me? Uh, I, I, I think um, a hectic, sleep-deprived one, um, that, that pretty much sums it up, being in media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but definitely an enjoyable one, um, you know. Um, yeah, but I, I try my best to um, stay away from junk food in terms of, you know, um, um, a healthy lifestyle. Uh, I do need to, to get a bit more active because I'm here sitting for, you know, um, three hours in studio, sometimes a little bit before, sometimes a bit after, and then other duties and that sort of thing in the building. So the majority of my day is spent sitting um, and then to and from work as well. So, you know, getting active definitely is on the cards sooner rather than later for me. That's been on the cards two months now. Because yeah. you and I have had... Yeah. I'm going to call you... <laughs> anyway, you, 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 you summed it up well. Your lifestyle is really... How are you? How are you caring about your your regular daily activities? Are you sedentary? Do you exercise? Right. Do you eat a healthy, balanced diet? Do you sleep properly? Do you get effective sleep? You know, so all of that combines with lifestyle. Do you smoke? Do you drink? 
those are important lifestyle habits or toxic habits that we need to assess. Right. You have um, drugs, you know, that kind of thing. So when we speak of lifestyle and we say lifestyle changes, what we're essentially saying is, can you exercise more? Can you do three to four days of cardio a week, at least 30 to 40 minutes? Have we looked at your BMI to see your weight versus your height? to see how much you need or should lose in terms of weight, right? Your visceral fat content, um, that allows us to determine how poor your lifestyle is as well. What do you eat? Like, Gobin, do you eat doubles with an Apple J or a Coke in the morning? And then do you have some fried chicken from one of the outlets that we won't call the names? And, you know, or yeah. do you not eat? You understand? Well, actu actually, have interestingly enough, I've been trying to cook more at home um so i'll i'll wake up probably four or five and and get started on lunch um and and have something as opposed to buying food um you know because i just find the salt levels and cholesterol and all those things um a bit concerning you're making small changes that will have huge positive impact on your lifestyle you understand That's good because you what you're putting into your food you don't have high sodium content, no high fructose content. Uh, you know, the, the, the corn syrup, not just fructose from fruit. I should just make sure I make that very clear. I'm talking about the, the corn mm -hmm. syrup fructose, which is not good sugar for you. Right. Um, you know, looking at the types of, of water you drink. Do you drink water versus juice? You understand? And is your juice homemade versus not homemade? Right. Um, so those are things. So you, you have begun the journey, Gobin, of making those small changes. That, that are comfortable to you and therefore changing your lifestyle. You understand? Because it can't be a prescription that you can't comply with for life. It's your yes, lifestyle, yes. your life. Yeah, because right? um, just a couple of days ago, I was speaking with someone who had uh, a bit of a medical scare and mm -hmm. decided that I'm going to flip the script. I'm not going to do this, that, the next, like completely stop um alcohol this that the next and i thought to myself i know the individual and i'm thinking that this may be a bit of a tall order for the individual to follow through um so i'm thinking okay maybe in moderation or maybe adjust what you're having have something a little bit more healthy and that sort of thing because to me it's it seems as if it's a recipe for disaster um give us a little bit about you know those drastic changes that may not work in the long run Right, so you, you it won't work in the long run. For example, if you wake up one morning and say, well, I'm not having any more white bread, no white flour, no sugar, no red meat, all cold turkey. Yeah? <laughs> it might not work in the, in the long run because you can't do it but for, for, for a prolonged period of time. So this is where you make the small changes and slowly, for example, I could tell you, I'm selectively plump and I wanted to lose weight. I want to lose more weight actually to be healthier and therefore, I said, okay, let me cut down the sugar. Not cut it out, cut down. Right. You understand? Look at the types of sugars I use. So do I avoid highly processed sugars? Do I avoid um, fructose corn syrup? Do, you know, what sugars do I have? I have more natural brown sugars or, or honey. You understand? So I make different changes in my coffee instead of sugar. Now it's cinnamon to give that taste. You understand? So we have to retrain our taste buds as well, depending on the diet we had before. Yes, you understand? Yeah. I can pro I can continue it, but that doesn't mean I won't ever have sugar again because I know myself, right? So again, you <laughs> use very key words there, which was moderation and balance, and that is very very important. Yeah, definitely. So of course, and and ultimately, the decision lies with 
each and every one to make that conscious decision um, for to live this healthy lifestyle and to have that lifestyle change. And it doesn't have to be as drastic as you think, Dr. LeBlanc, really telling us ab about how it can work there. And again, the importance of screening, bringing us back to, of course, the home fit test. Uh, so again, for those that may be just joining us, let, uh, let them know how they can uh, access these kits and what exactly it's for and uh, why it's recommended. So the fit kits are, one, a type of screening test for colorectal cancer. They're very affordable. They're $120 per kit. You, um, they are very, so it's private. It's confidential in your home. It allows you to do an affordable screening test for a disease which, which you can be affected by because it's prevalent in our society. Um, and it allows us, if positive, to move on to the other screening test, which is the colonoscopy. So it's a very simple test to do, affordable, easy, Sakai, as the Chinese will say, and, you know, it can save your life. So definitely something to consider when it comes to screening mm -hmm. for colorectal cancer in terms of affordability, privacy, and confidentiality. And not only that, you help towards research for the, for the society. Yeah, so definitely um, something very, very beneficial, uh, this partnership between the Trinidad Tobago Cancer Society and Endoscopy TT. I mean, most persons probably spend $120 on food for the day. Um, so, I mean, it's very nominal in the grand scheme of things uh, to get their hands on this this kit there. Um, so, again, uh, share with us in terms of your contact numbers, how persons can reach you, and, uh, of course, on social media platforms as well. 226-1221 or 800-TTCS. Email us at projects at cancer.tt. And we're on Facebook, Trinidad Tobacco Cancer Society. And we're also on Instagram, Trinidad Tobacco Cancer Society, and TikTok, same thing. So just reach out to us, join us, become a volunteer, look out for what we're putting out there, look at our socials. We have amazing events coming up. We render information if you need our mobile to come out to do mobile testing for your organization, if you need educational lectures, whatever support you need, as long as we're able to provide it, we will help you. We are the National Voice Against Cancer. We're your advocate, we're your fighter, and we encourage you to think about your lifestyle and make those small yet impactful changes when it comes to anything in terms of toxic habits, how you eat, your exercising, because these all contribute to us surviving cancer if we're ever diagnosed. Yes, thank you so much, Dr. LeBlanc, for joining us today on Freedom 106.5 FM. And of course, uh, we want to urge everyone to reach out to them to get the assistance and to render assistance as well. And we'll chat with you again uh, next week. Next week. See you then. All right. Have a great Thank you so much, Dr. Bang, of course, a chairperson of the Trinidad Tobago Cancer Society, joining us every Thursday right here on Freedom 106.5 FM. So be sure to connect with them on their social media platforms. You could also give them a call as well, the Trinidad Tobago Cancer Society, for more information.